Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We're going to cover the three January 2nd bowl games in this podcast. And then on Thursday morning, we're going to drop the playoff picks involving Michigan and Ohio State. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review. Send me an email, Talk at gmail.com. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas and of course, we're getting into the into the meat of the bowl schedule. I think the the best bowl games to come. Obviously, at this point, no Big Ten teams still have played in a bowl game, so you can't roast me for bad play, uh, bowl game picks yet. Uh, but that I'm sure that's coming. But we're gonna do all three January second bowl games in this podcast that is dropping on Tuesday morning, the 27th. And then on the 29th, I'll be dropping the playoff picks. That's what's going on. We're going to get right into it. Mississippi State taking on Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl. This is on ESPN2 at 12 p.m. Currently, Mississippi State is a one-point favorite in this game. This line has moved a bit. Uh, At one point, Illinois was a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I have to imagine that that line has moved because of all of the transition going on with Illinois. Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, taking the head coach job at Purdue. Well-deserved, especially after what he did in transforming this defense for Illinois. Defensive back Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon, both our first uh, first team All-Big Ten selections, they opted out to prepare for the NFL draft, as did Chase Brown, which I think is the biggest one. 1,643 yards, 10 touchdowns. He will not play in this game. And so a lot of questions for the Illini, who will step up to kind of be the bell cow uh, of this team. Uh, You know, Tommy DeVito playing as the quarterback. Brett Bielema's obviously the head coach. And a, a lot of, you know, a lot of good things about this team. But obviously they're key guys, you know, three of their top players not playing in this one. So can Illinois can Illinois win this game? Can Illinois win without those guys? Well, we can't talk about uncertainty and transition without talking about the sad passing of Mike Leach uh, at Mississippi State and what kind of mindset they will be in. Um it's going to be really tough, I think, for Mississippi State to recover. It's going to be tough for them to, I think, to be able to play. I know they're going to want to honor their head coach. Uh, first off, I, I just want to just state how, just how great of a coach Mike Leach was. He was eccentric, yes, but I mean he he made Texas Tech into a, a perennially a good team that was often a threat in the Big 12. He elevated Washington State, which was a bottom feeder program at that point in the Pac-12. And then he took over Mississippi State and was starting to build something there. And so 
you can't understate the loss of him, especially it, it's not that he left or got fired. He passed away. And so that team can respond in one of two ways. They can respond by really rising up and honoring his legacy, or they could come out really flat. And, you know, it's it's a New Year's Day bowl game, or in this case, a January 2nd bowl game. So there's there's some incentive to play. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I I think it's going to be really hard for Zach Arnett, the, the man who was promoted to the head coach role, he was the defensive coordinator, to motivate his guys to play. And that's that's nothing against Mississippi State. That's nothing against uh the the team there. I the, the players, I just I just don't see I don't know if they can get up for this game. Whereas Illinois, this is their first you know, big bowl game in in a while. And they're coming off a really good season. And I know, you know, they've lost three really good players. You know, two first first team all Big Ten defenders. They're do it all back, Chase Brown. I get that. But I I just think they they're gonna be able to rally. And I think they're going to be more motivated to be there than Mississippi State is. And again, that's not a knock against Mississippi State. It's These are really, really bad circumstances. I mean, they suck to, to have to play a game after you lose your head coach. And it's not like they're going right into it the week after. It's They have, they have time to sit with it. They have to... You know, they're thinking about their future as a program, what direction. There's uncertainty. They're not in the heat of the SEC race. It's it's a bowl game. It's an exhibition game. And so I think Illinois comes out fired up, ready to go. I think Brett Bielema runs it down the throat, their throat. Reggie Love uh, is going to play in this game. He's they're the second string running back. Obviously is not the caliber of back at this point that Chase Brown was. But in his small sample size, he only averaged 0.3 yards less than Chase Brown. Um, Chase Hayden is another guy that, that they'll, they'll have, and then they still have a really good complement of receivers and Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, uh, Brian, Brian Hightower, you know, all those guys over 450 yards receiving, which for this team is good. I think Tommy DeVito is a difference maker at, at quarterback. And I know, you know, Will Rogers is a, is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, but I just... I like Illinois. I think they're hard-nosed. I think they're going to run it down the throats of Mississippi State, and I think they get the W. I'll take Illinois 24-10. to I don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to score much against Illinois' defense, even without Sidney Brown and Devin Witherspoon. I think that that team's going to be ready to go. Uh, LSU playing Purdue. It's on ABC. It's going to be, I think, a really, really uh, tough ball game for the Boilermakers. Uh, it's going to be a really tough ball game for them. Um, before, I, before I move on, I, I made the same mistake. Um, oh, no, Il- Illinois-Mississippi State is 12 p.m. Uh, I thought I made a, the same mistake that 
games were an hour earlier. Um, oh, no, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said 12 p.m. Okay. I was looking at games in Central Standard Time rather than Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl is on on at 1 p.m. on ABC. It's going to be a bad, bad day for Purdue because Purdue – I mean, they're lo- they don't have like any of their best guys. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones, Payne Durham, all opted out. Corey Trice opted out. Uh, their starting left guard Spencer Holstridge, Holstridge entered the portal. Uh, that being said, you look at LSU. Jaden Daniels is probably gonna play. And he's had a good amount of time to to kind of get right. Uh, if not, Garrett Nussmeyer was excellent against a much better defense in Georgia. Um, LSU does lose their uh, one of their edge rushers, uh, B.J. Ojulari, who entered the NFL draft. Um, Jeray Jenkins, Makai Garner, they opted out. But, I mean, they've got the core of their team back. They've got their receivers. Kayshawn Booty, uh, Booty is going to play at receiver. I, I, I don't know how Purdue stays within two touchdowns because the guys who got them to the Big Ten West champion, uh, got them that Big Ten West championship and to the Big Ten championship game, they ain't playing. Like, your best weapons have opted out, and their their best def- one of their best defenders and Corey Trice opted out. I, you have a completely new head coach, and I think LSU. I think if the the talent edge obviously is in favor of LSU, even before all those players opted out. I think, and before I saw the opt outs, I actually thought maybe Purdue can pull this off because you know they beat Tennessee last year, right? Jeff Brom's out. All those all those players are out. I think LSU wins big. I'm going to say 38 to 13. Uh, I, I just don't think Purdue can put up points, and I think LSU can. And I, if Jaden Daniels plays, it's or Garrett Nussmeyer plays. I think it's going to be a bad day. Uh, last but not least, and this is the the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Penn State, number 11 Penn State, taking on number 8 Utah. I still don't understand how Penn State dropped to number 11. I don't understand it, but that's neither here nor there. Utah, the Pac-12 champs, knocking USC out of the playoff and propelling them to the Rose Bowl. Uh, Utah is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I get why Utah is a favorite. I get it because you know they they beat the stuffing out of USC. They've got a lot of momentum, and Cam Rising I think played well down the stretch. But again, we're talking about opt outs. Tavion Thomas out. Dalton Kincaid out. Clark Phillips out. Those are probably your top three players for the Utes and that's nothing against Cam Rising but that's 
that's going to be tough. And while Penn State also has some opt-outs, Joey Porter being out is really, really, that's tough, right? But Utah doesn't have a receiver that will really test Penn State secondary. Certainly not like uh, Ohio State or even Michigan. Um, Olu Fashinu, Fashinu is probably going to play. He is. He has been hurt, but he's coming back. He's he's was a projected top ten pick at points during the season. He's playing. Jair Brown is playing. Juice Scruggs has declared for the NFL, but he's coming back. And you've got. I think really good running backs. I think Sean Clifford is going to want to make a statement. You know, he has been much maligned over his Penn State career. But he is, you know, he he is a gamer. And I think he's going to play really well in this game. Obviously, Parker Washington out with injury. He's also declaring. But they still have Keandre Lambert-Smith. They still have Mitchell Tinsley. Uh, they have good receivers. I think their offensive line is the best it's been in years. I I think Utah is tough. I think they're good, but I think a lot of people are over that they're, they're buying. They're really buying into Utah's toughness. But people forget that they were playing a USA based on the the Pac-12 championship game. They're forgetting that they played a banged up uh, Caleb Williams, and when he got banged up, it was like a night and day. USA. I mean, USC gave up in the second half. I mean, they couldn't tackle. I mean, there's one play where it's like I think he just spun out of three tackles like it was air because it was the tackling was just it was the worst I had seen in any type of conference championship game maybe ever it was so bad that ain't gonna happen against this Penn State defense I guess Penn State defense is for real like it's really good and the the, the secondary is really good uh I think the linebackers are really good I think I think the defensive line might be I think the defensive line offensive line that's going to be where you're your your best matchup is going to be Utah's offensive line against Penn State's defensive line. I think if Penn State's defensive line is able to just get get a push with Utah's offensive line, I think it's going to be really rough for Cam Rising with with some of these you know freshmen you know Abdul Carter. It, I think it's going to be a really tough day for Cam Rising. It's not going to be like his performance in the Rose Bowl last year, where I mean he tried to run a, on a fourth and one and ended up running for a 70-yard touchdown because Ohio State's defense was awful. It's not going to be the same. I think it's a hard-fought game, uh, but I've, I think Utah's going to have to settle for field goals, whereas Penn State will get touchdowns in the red zone because of Singleton, because of Katrin Allen. Penn State wins 31-23 to in a very close four-quarter game. And... Uh, Last but not least, shout out to my boys, the Ebersol clan, going to the Rose Bowl. Have a great time. Love y'all. We'll ha- we'll be back with playoff picks on Thursday morning. Take care. God bless.